It's time for Love Talk with the Loveladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on KTXW 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. Hey, friends. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is so great to be with you today, and I am in studio with my beautiful co-host, Marlene McMichael. Hi, Marlene. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. good. I'm good. Man, so it's um, it's been a crazy time here in Central Texas, but beautiful drive-in this morning. In the fog, <laughs> but yes. Right. Yes, it was. I, I love the wildflowers, and we talked about that a little bit last week, we but um, the wildflowers this season are gorgeous, and and I don't know of many other uh, springs that have matched it. Well, and I tell you, you had a special treat today. Marlene and I, are, are we're, we're technically neighbors. We probably, we definitely live um, less than a mile from each other, and so we drove in this morning together, which was an amazing treat for me. I always love spending extra time with Marlene, so... Yeah, we, we, we solved all the world's problems this did. morning we on the did. way in. We did, in an hour. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, but we are thrilled to have you here today, friends. I, April is here. It, it It's April. The qu- first quarter of the year has it's passed. It's gone. <laughs> it just happens so fast. Well, we pray that you are enjoying your spring so far. You know, springtime in Central Texas, Marlene, is so odd because it's always crazy weather. You know, all of a sudden it's a pop-up thunderstorm or hail or crazy wind or a crazy rain. It doesn't just rain normal here. It's always something catastrophic, it seems like. And we even get sometimes we get tornadoes. I hope none of that happens this spring. Maybe it'll just rain normal this April and bring us, you know, the the Mayflowers, as they say. Well, I am going to be glad when the March winds are gone. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Every time I go out in the yard, I pick up branches and limbs. And Uh it as soon as it's done, Next day it's windy again, and it, so I'm. I will be glad when March winds are gone. <laughs> well, here we are in April, so maybe they'll be gone. Um, you know, I was just thinking about that as as springtime is here, and our weather is unpredictable. And this past couple of weeks, I've had some things pop up in my life that have been completely unpredictable. And I guess that's life, right? Things mm-hmm. pop up and. We have to figure out how to cope, and we have to figure out how to keep moving forward through these storms of life. And during the course of one week, we may go through, maybe even one day, we may go through a multitude of emotions from joy to sorrow or from happiness to pain. And that just leads us into this week, our our holy week. Um, In the Christian faith, this week is a whole week of surrounding ourselves and remembering the true reason that we acknowledge Good Friday, Palm Sunday, that we acknowledge Good Friday, that we celebrate Easter Day. And I, I've i especially been thinking about the feelings and emotions of our Savior Jesus. You know, we I guess I've had a tendency to kind of look at the facts of the situation. Okay, well, this happened. He rode in on a donkey, and they, you know, and there were palms, and, you know, people put down their coats, and they praised him. And But I have not ever really thought about his feelings and how he was really processing that time knowing that on Friday he was going to go to a horrible death. Have you ever thought about that? No, but it is reality. It is. I mean, I even think, um, as you know, my uh, brother is facing a serious surgery, which he he thought was going to happen this week, and he gets there and he finds out no, that's he's just there for the pre-op. Oh, and gosh, it's so but the, but the, the build-up is almost worse than the experience, mm. you know. And I think Jesus mm-hmm. was. I mean, certainly in the the garden, the Gethsemane yes. garden. He was there, let this cup pass from me, mm-hmm. and it and it it didn't. Mm-hmm. And he accepted that, but the angst of the waiting and knowing that, that pain and affliction is coming and that rejection is coming mm-hmm. is, is quite traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I pray for my brother that all goes well, but, but that's kind of the, the state he's in. And I feel like 
lately, <laughs> God is almost testing us because at the end of the day, God is good. And that's right. what this program is about. It is. And, and we have to know that in the stress and darkness as much as we know that mm-hmm. in the highs of celebration. Mm-hmm. And um, so our guest today is going to tell us all about that. She sure is. I'm I'm so excited about that. And we are deep diving, friends, into Scripture today. You know, a lot of times we have interviews where we interview people who've written a book or are going to be speaking somewhere or are presidents of uh, and CEOs of companies, and and so we interview them about their walk with Christ. Today we have a special guest, an old friend of ours on Love Talk, um, Reverend Linda Chandler, and she is helping us deep dive into Scripture. And we will get to know her. We will reintroduce you to Linda here in just a few minutes. Now, Marlene, Linda has set up just a beautiful program for us today. And we have some key verses from Scripture, from um, the Gospels. Uh, Mark, specifically, we're going to read from. But these Scriptures are also in the books of Luke and in Matthew. Same story, different perspective, right? Different person is writing. Um, But you're going to read from Mark 10, verses 17 through 22, right? I am. Okay. And so here we go. Verse 17. Now, as he, which is Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, and honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up your cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to dive into that after we introduce Linda, because there there's so many words in here that struck me as I reread this scripture. And uh, again, our program today is what is so good about Good Friday, because it's really a, a horrible day of darkness. Um but is the crux of our religion. It is the pinnacle. It is the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's it, it's the reason we are who we say we are. Um, because God sent his son Jesus, and ultimately he rose again. And Amen. that's um, that's why we celebrate. And so let's get right into this with our special guest, Linda Chandler. She's an ordained pastor that has become itinerant like Jesus, in other words, going where God leads to teach and pray, using host ministries, that's H-O-S-T ministries, as her vehicle, which is a nonprofit nonprofit that she founded that unites people through Christ-based initiatives. The nation of Israel has her heart, and I hope to talk to her a little bit about that today. She's traveled there seven times, led groups there to discover the richness and strength of the Bible, both historically and as God's holy word, and also participated in a 2019 repentance conference at the Temple Mount. She now serves as a board member for Genesis 123, an Israeli foundation dedicated to building a relational bridge for Jews and Christians. A wife of 45-plus years and a mother of three sons, she brings a head for visionary leadership and a heart that beats passionately for the purposes of God to come into full fruition through the revelation of Jesus Christ and the transformation of God's people in the communities where they reside. 
She also continues to serve on the Central Texas Task Force for National Day of Prayer as a board member. Linda Chandler, welcome back to Love Talk. Oh, it's so exciting to be here, Carrie. I love it. I love Love Talk. I've loved it all 30 years when oh, Evelyn no. did it. And then we just no. love her. And, and uh, I'm just so excited about what you and Kathy are doing. And Marlene, it's wonderful to meet you. Yes, I'm the newbie. <laughs> I feel like, you know, oh, I already feel like you're my sister. I know. Um, she's and, precious. Um, I am excited about the program today because when we first talked about it, I was like, what is so good about Good Friday? Why do we <laughs> call it that? And, you know, I'd, so I just had to dive deep into God's word because it is the it is the pinnacle. I like that word to mm-hmm. choose. It's the pinnacle of our faith. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the mountaintop for yeah. the reason why we can say Happy Easter, right. you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, because the resurrection is real, but this is the start of it. Right, right. It's the climb up the mountain. Right, for sure. Isn't there a, a phrase that talks about death comes before life, or am I making that up? Death comes before life. Maybe not. No, I think boy, that no, that's good. I'm, 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 yeah. But, but the reality is, he had to die in order for us to yes. live. Yes. And yes. that's that's what you say. The the good part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. If there is no death, there is no real life. That would even go back to when he's talking about. Um, the new birth and nobody understands it or being reborn. We mm-hmm. use that that uh, language in our churches. You know, oh, I need to be reborn. Mm-hmm. It means because you're going to become something deeper and really connected to God. It's a connection. Mm-hmm. And so you you have to die to self in a lot of ways, which nobody likes to hear, but you have to mm-hmm. die to self in order to put on um, that garment of resurrection and eternal life. Well, the verse that I, I read from, um, well, several different books, but, but I think I read Mark, um, mm-hmm. We that actually was the verse that led me to the Lord, or, or at least sealed the deal, so sealed to speak. Deal. <laughs> uh, and it was because God revealed to me in a, uh, a, a service that I was attending, um, and actually I was on the program as one of the singers, but... <laughs> But uh, I was sitting in the in the audience at this point, and the the minister was talking about the rich young ruler and and how he had this he he couldn't let go of his possessions. And I realized it, it happened to be a boyfriend at the time, but but that's what God was asking me to do was mm-hmm. to let go and serve Him. And so this is it's very meaningful for me. And what mm-hmm. I see in a lot of Christian lives today is is a lot of that same testing are you going to really follow me are you really going to let go of this or that you know so we're we i think a lot of us are struggling with this is hard god yes yeah. it is and yes, and is. and yet we have to believe he is good Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, Linda, we, we don't have a whole lot of time left in this segment, but would you share with us how you came to know that Jesus loves you? Well, I can very, when I was thinking about um, that, just, you know, um, knowing that, that, I knew that was a question you were going to ask me. <laughs> but I have to tell you that when I was about four or five years old, I literally heard the audible voice of God. Really? Yes, it called my name. And the reason why I've come to understand that it was an audible voice, because I can tell you still where I was. I was like the little kid. I was building a fort, you know, with blankets and oh, over yeah, chairs yeah, yeah. and all that. We lived out in the country. And I, I heard Linda very clear and loud. Well, I thought my parents were calling me, you know. Um, I, my, I don't know if my brother was, no, my brother would have been born, but he would have been a tiny baby. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe I'm making noise. So I went in there and my parents were sound asleep still, you know. And I mean, wow. I was just playing in the living room. Yeah. You know, probably early little kid that gets up and it was probably a Saturday where they were like, please let us sleep. <laughs> but it was, they were not calling me. And I've come to realize it was almost like a Samuel experience where God was calling Samuel, Mm. you know, but I didn't immediately, you know, as I thought about that throughout life, I've loved God. I've loved him just with a, 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 as a child with a pure heart, you know, Mm -hmm. going to Sunday school and all that. And I'd hear the things I want to give all my pennies to the missionaries, Mm -hmm. not just because I'm such a special person, but there was something inside of me that was just drawn to God. Mm -hmm. But where I knew that he loved me was he turned up the best in my darkest times. And that's what we're talking about that today too, you know, 
how how can it be good on Good Friday? We're, we're, mm-hmm. He's going to experience death and darkness and and all of that. Um, and I I heard this this little um, thing. Um, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkater here with Marlene McMichael and our good friend, Reverend Linda Chandler. We're so grateful that she's back with us. I cannot believe when I was looking back at my um, computer, all my files on my computer, it's been two and a half years since Linda's been here. Um, I know we've seen each other a few times at, at different events, Linda, but I have always loved your perspective on things and just your wisdom um just you're so knowledgeable about so many uh, about our scriptures and about the holy scriptures and i mean when you uh sent me your notes your verses were from your hebrew bible or your jewish i guess it's a jewish bible it's a complete, complete jewish bible complete jewish but it's bible in english it's in english but there's yeah. a lot of hebrew words yes, like yes. for commandment it says mitzvot yeah is that how you say mitzvot. it Mitzvot, um, which means commandments. Commandments. And it's a Bible by David Stern, who's who is a, a Messianic Jew. Oh, well, the skirt, it's it's beautifully written. Um, but anyhow, we're so grateful that Linda's with us. And now, okay, so Linda, right before we went to break, you were telling us how you knew, just as a little girl, and just really throughout your life, you felt the presence of God be with you, and you've just loved God. Um, and you were about to give us a little nugget of wisdom. You always say something. Okay. Well, this is really the nugget I just learned. But I say Jesus is the best in my darkest time. That's when I really know how good he is and that he loves me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I found this line about a year ago um, from a movie. And it, it's like Power of the Ring or something. It's on uh, Prime Video. And so the thing about it is, is it Sci-fi just touch, nerd. Yeah, I am <laughs> totally like, you know, but I like them when you can figure, I, I always start reading the Bible until my kids go, mother, this is just a program. I go, no. Oh, do you see all the symbolism? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I am. And they go, okay, whatever. But anyway, um, the line was when uh, uh, a man was going off to war and his little sister didn't want him to, and she was like, he was a big, you know, warrior for good. And but he was going to go fight this very evil, I don't know, orgs or, you know, this whole thing. And she was, you know, crying and he leans over and he says to her, sometimes you have to touch the darkness to understand the light. Mm. And that just like jumped out. I mean, I've replayed that to be sure I got it exactly like he said it. And to Mm -hmm. me, I could add to that. Sometimes you have to touch the darkness to understand the light that proves God's love mm. because it's in the darkest of times um, that when, as we love God and he knows that we love him, he's there as our protector, our provider. Um, he's faithful when we're not faithful and he's going to uh, bring it about in a way such as um, he deems fit. But if we will rest in him and his plans and purposes for us, we will come out stronger. You know, I sometimes we don't bring darkness on ourselves if something happens to oh, us. absolutely. Like this week in Nashville with the horrific mm. um, shooting that took place at the private Christian school. My daughter's in college in Nashville, and oh. so she texted me. Um, immediately it was like, Mom, this is going on. The school is literally five minutes from her campus at Lipscomb University. And come to find out, she has friends um, that attended that school. And so it's been an emotional week for her. And, you know, bless these um, sweet families um, and the officers that ran into the darkness um, that were that are heroes. They're absolute heroes. And, um, you know, I know that God has a plan for this and I don't want to get political. I'm not trying to get a political. I want us to pray for that community and pray for the hearts of those that are struggling um, and, and, are, well, exactly. and, are, and are caught in the darkness. Exactly. Because the first thing people are going to say is, why did God have that happen? Yeah, Marlene well, had that actually, question. No, I was yeah. going to ask that, but you, you yeah. beat me to it. So why does God <laughs> have that happen? Or why, does, why, does why do some people seem to have recurring uh, 
illnesses or tragedies and 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 what is God doing there from your experience tell us what you think if well, God that, is good why do bad things yes, happen yes exactly that's where we are why yeah. on good friday did his son have to go to death on a cross in order to pay a price for us to know God exactly so okay well i here's where i come at that is that number 1 God created us with free will mhm free will Mm-hmm. And you just said that. Sometimes it's not even something we did. Right. Those people in that school that day, those three ch- innocent children yes. and, the, and the others, what, are we going to say they were bad? No. No. But we, somebody that was disturbed mm-hmm. or, you know, had their own thing caught going in the on. Darkness. Caught in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Carrie, very good. Yeah. Caught in that, made a decision that would have a ripple effect on everyone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so because of that, and when we said, well, then why didn't God step in? Because he doesn't go against free will mm-hmm. necessarily. And when I say necessarily, there's there are times, I think, that when people were going to do something, there was a prayer wall or prayer shield. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to, and I don't want anybody taking this and saying, oh, well, they must have not been praying. Don't believe that. But he he allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And why well, Romans eight twenty eight tell us that's my life's verse, and and I was going to bring it in later, but here it fits right here. All things work for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, in that in that hour in that time, we know that that school it was it's even set up as a Christian school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they're set up for God's purposes, mm-hmm. and He allowed, and it's it's just it's. It, Wake up, world. The darkness would like to snuff out the light. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be able to. And he will bring good, which has no way it seems like it could happen. But he'll bring good out of this. Mm -hmm. He will. That makes me uh, recall um, a classmate that I had in high school. and, And we had a recent reunion, so I met up with him again. And he told me his story, which was that, his whole family, he had three sons and, and, you know, been married for a long time. And they all came to the Lord at the same time. Just And just a few months after that, one of his sons was riding in a rodeo. They were all rodeo stars. And uh, the son was very nervous that particular day about, I don't know whether it was a horse or a bull, that he was to ride. And, and so they prayed together. And while he was helping his son saddle up for the when they opened the gate, um, the son said, don't worry, Dad, God's got me. Seven seconds later, he was gone. But he's, my friend, the, my classmate, said, my son has brought more people to the Lord in his death than he ever brought in his life. Oh my and God. so the witness that they bear of Jesus was... The glory, I guess, that came out of their son's death. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. he worked for good, mm-hmm. even though that we would think it was a tragic, tragic, tragic story. It was, <laughs> and it is for the parents that have to remain. Yeah, mm-hmm. God is using it for His greater glory. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we look for God's glory. We need even to look for God's goodness and, and glory within the dark. Ooh, I like that too. For, for sure, for sure. Now, okay, so Linda, as we talk about good and Good Friday, and, and we go back to these verses in the Gospels about the, the rich young ruler, let's define good. So the dictionary definition, there's a noun and an adjective. Noun, that which is morally right, righteousness, benefit, or advantage to someone or something. Okay, I think we can all agree with that. And the adjective, to be desired or approved of having the qualities required for a particular role. Okay, so if we go back to these verses back in um, Mark, some words that really jumped out at me, um, and as, as we look at these scriptures, this is a rich, young ruler. He was very respectful. Um, some of the commentaries I've read said that you know, this was the most respectful way that Jesus was addressed in Scripture was by this young man. Um, so some of the words that ran out to me or jumped out at me were ran. Well, number one, rulers didn't run 
in that culture. <laughs> you know, we see that in the parable of the prodigal son, how the dad ran. Well, that was also unheard of. Men did not run. Rulers did not run. Um, so it was obviously, he obviously really wanted to see Jesus, this young ruler. He kneeled again. He's a ruler. He kneeled at, to, to Jesus. And then these beautiful, respectful words as he addressed um, Jesus, he said, and I love this translation um, that you brought from the, the complete Jewish Bible, good rabbi, what should I do to obtain life? Good rabbi. And I guess in the NIV, which is what you read, Marlene, it was good teacher, mm-hmm. right? Um, then we see uh, commandments. Oh, this part. Oh, my gosh. Um, Jesus, it says that Jesus felt love for him. Oh, Jesus felt love for him just in this instant. Can you imagine being in the face of your Savior and he feels love for you and you feel it and you experience it? And so Jesus tells him, you need to sell all your stuff, man. You got to go sell it. And this Young ruler, it then says he was shocked by this word, and he was sad. But in this passage, three times the word good is used, good rabbi, and then Jesus responds but with, why are you calling me good? And then he says, no one is good except God. What does this mean? What does this mean, these rich words, Linda Chandler? Why would he say no one is good except God? Because Jesus' task, even though we know he died on the cross and everything, is always to point us to God, always to point us to the creator of the whole universe. Mm. He says, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. So this young man was, I, I love you bringing out those words about him running and kneeling. Mm-hmm. He was drawn, drawn to him, almost like a magnet. Yeah, you he know, couldn't he do was anything else. Drawn. Yeah. His pre- presence, the presence of Jesus as he walked on this earth, drew people to him. Mm-hmm. If they were, he knew there was something attached to the God thing. Because you, you, you could come back and say, well, you know, the Pharisees said that they weren't drawn. They didn't like him. Right. Why? Because they were about power. Yeah. This young man sees something. Maybe he saw him heal somebody else down the road, you know, yeah. open some eyes. Or he just saw him talking, you know, Jesus talking. And so what Jesus does, which is his whole task, he points him back to the Father. Mm-hmm. And he said, why are you calling me good? And then this is what's so important, because Jesus was a Jew. And in, in uh, John 4... It says salvation comes from the Jews. And so here he is. He's, he's pointing back to the one and only Jewish God, which, you know, in a, in a culture that was surrounded by pagan, yeah. pagan people mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, and I'm not talking about the Jews at that point. They had the one true God, mm-hmm. which is the foundation of our Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And he says, no one is good. Mm. No one by and and I, I they use the word in the in the Hebrew Bible the God but it could have been Yahweh or sure. Yehovah um, it could have been that a lot of times uh, with my Jewish friends we say Hashem because it means the name Hashem. they don't like to say the name um, oh. because it's um, it's like a and I'm talking about biblical Jews they God is so Big. mag magnificent unfathomable. Mm-hmm. That they'll say Hashem. So I've learned to use that a lot over in wow. Israel, just Hashem, the name, because sometimes Jesus might be a barrier, oh. and that we that to have be a whole other program. That's a whole other program, girl. Right. Yes. But so, um, but God, no one is good, but God, no one's good, but the the one true God, the Creator of all the universe, the Father, the One, all these other gods that are around you, forget it. There's only one that's good, using that word good. And so Jesus is now quoting from the scriptures because that's where I started when I was fleshing this out. As we look at the scriptures, um, and where does that come from? 
-hmm. The very first place you can find is the psalmist who uh, the psalms are emotional. They're very much emotional poems and songs Mm -hmm. and stuff. In Psalm 105, excuse me, 100 verse 5. For Adonai, and Adonai means the Lord, the Lord is good. Right there it says it. The Lord is good, his grace continues forever, and his faithfulness lasts through all generations. So they're saying good is about God's favor that's forever on us and his faithfulness to us. You know what I'm struck by, too, before we get to the next scripture is, you know, Jesus says to this young ruler, have you kept the commandments? Basically, he's asking him a question, right? And the young ruler says, yes, 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 I've done that since the day I've, or um, since I was a boy, right? And basically, Jesus is saying, well, I'm pointing you, just like you're calling me good and I'm telling you, no, God is good. Now I'm telling you, yeah, you've kept the commandments, but I'm going to continue to say, yeah, that's good, but I'm going to point you back to the Father again. Again, right. he's pointing himself to the Father, and he's pointing this ruler to the Father. Absolutely, and you that's know? why he deals with what his possessions are. Yes. He's saying, you know, you could be doing all these actions, mm-hmm. but there's only one thing that's good. That's God. Yeah. So don't let that separate you from him. Because, mm-hmm. And he's saying this, I love that you pointed out, because he felt love for him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine being in sitting in Jesus' presence and he has love for you like this is just it's it's unbelievable so so we go to the old testament like you said Linda the the psalmist is saying okay Adonai is good his grace is good it's forever forever friends and i mean we think in these short little bursts right our next minute our next second let me put this in the microwave it'll be ready in 3 minutes right we we don't have a concept of forever um i i think in our in our modern world um and then there's another verse psalm 119:68 you are good and you do good Teach me your laws. Who who is speaking here, uh, Linda? Do you know? It's is that psalmist. David? It's no, just a, it's it's a psalmist. psalmist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the psalmist, and he's he's saying he's writing this to God, and he's saying you're good and you do good. So teach me your laws. Teach teach me how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Teach yeah. me about being good. Yeah. 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 I want to go back to Carrie's comment about uh, in our modern culture we don't have a concept <laughs> of forever. Are you going to challenge me on that? No. Oh. I, oh, I think okay. it's it's. <laughs> It's not something I've put a lot of thought into, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Everything is right now, so mm-hmm. you know, immediate gratification, mm-hmm. with, uh, and and that's especially to, true for the younger generation. You know, I can mm-hmm. think of my my grandparents who thought generationally yes. and long term, and they built for built what they did for history. Now it's all about now. <laughs> So I think that's something we've lost as a culture and yet has real value. I mean, when everybody knows what YOLO means, you only live once, and it's just for now. Ooh, let's live for the right now. Okay, you're dating me because I didn't know what YOLO meant. (laughs) Did you, Linda? Did you know what that meant? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just a mindset that's just completely different. But I like this, Linda, how, okay, so we looked at the Old Testament. We looked at the psalmist talking about how God is good. But then now we can move move forward and look at the prophets. Right? And you brought out some, some scripture girl from Nahum and Micah. We mm-hmm. don't quote those scriptures very often. No, but I've recently, see, I'm all into the prophets now. Oh, nice. Because the prophets are who were the real teachers. Then they were, They're trying to take the people, usually, though, God sends them in times of trouble. Times of trouble. Or times where it's hard, uh, with the exception maybe of Isaiah. His whole book is like times of trouble, times of good, how to act, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but but most often the, the prophets were sent because people... Uh, we're in divisive times, mm. much like we are today. Yeah. And so they want to they want to show you things or give you hope. And so I mm-hmm. found these, like the Nahum um, from one seven, Adonai the Lord is good. 
He's a stronghold in times of trouble, and he takes care of those who take refuge in him. And as I, you know, I don't have every verse memorized in the whole Bible, which, I, but this one you have just, a lot memorized. Yeah, but, yeah, and he'll key me where it is, and I can uh-huh. go find it. Nice. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, I I often say I'm not a good enough. I'm not Baptist, but I'm I'm Christian. We're all Christians. But I was, they are so good about it. they can tell you the verse. The, the and I always think I should have been raised a little bit better than that. <laughs> Memorize all this. But anyway, in Nahum, it says, but with that, he's a stronghold. And I, I've been, you know, a stronghold is a place of safety. Yeah. He takes you to a place of safety in times of what? Trouble. Mm-hmm. He's surrounding you. He's taking care of those that take refuge in him. And so even in the, everybody has times of trouble. Absolutely. It, it, just whatever. I mean, just, just getting life. up one day, you yeah. never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, my 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 um, youngest son had a horrific car accident. Not hurt, but horrific, oh you know, tore the car all up. Oh, but you know what? We kept saying, thank you, Lord, yeah. that he wouldn't hurt. His wife wasn't hurt. Yeah. You know, he was there, you know, for in that instant. They're mm-hmm. really praying people. But anyway, so I start saying, Lord, thank you. You're my stronghold in time of trouble. Or I'm, I've got this problem. Because people are listening today. And maybe you're walking in a dark time and you're just trying to find some hope. Well, he's there. Yeah. He's there right in the midst of that dark time. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bring you out. Right. I can't tell you how or when or when or where, but he will. But you just say, all right, Lord, you're my stronghold. You know, one of the best things that we can ever do is quote verses back to God. Your mm-hmm. your word says that you're my stronghold. Mm-hmm. Your word says you're good. So I'm taking refuge in you yeah. and your goodness. Yeah. So people, that's something we should learn. And I do. I quote scriptures back to him all the time. And then in Micah. Um, I had a friend that I think for a whole year, well, I know in my church one year I chose this verse and we stood on it all week, all year long. I used oh, to wow. choose one verse a year. But Micah 6, 8 says human beings. So that's speaking directly to us. Human beings. Human beings. This is what God is saying through his prophet Micah. You have already been told what is good, what the Lord demands of you, no more than to act justly, love grace. And walk in purity, which means humility with your God. Now, I want you to look at that verse and what happened with the young ruler. He yeah. walked. He was. He he named the just things that he was doing. I don't. I'm not murdering. I'm not. You know, doing any of this kind of stuff. And it says Jesus loved him. He already. Jesus already knew everything he was doing because the Father did. would have told him, and, yeah. and he knew anyway. But he also humbled himself. Remember the rich man here. He walked. So he ran he in ran. humbleness. Mm-hmm. So do you not? So I, it's not the end of the story when it says he walked away. Mm-hmm. So many times in life, if you've lost hope in God, or you just think this is too big for you, or whatever, maybe you're just walking away for a time to, so he can just draw you in closer. Mm-hmm. I, I've always thought that this was not the end of the rich ring Euler. But right. he had <laughs> yeah. He had to make a decision. Right. And the decision it's not you know, maybe he would have started okay, I'll just start giving things away and God said, That's enough. Now we'll use that for the kingdom. Who knows? Yeah, and how often do we make a hard decision in the spur of the moment? Yeah. Right? You know, you have to digest that this is gonna oh, he's digesting this as he walks he away. Is. He is. To, yeah, to his, I like that. I've never yeah. thought about that. I like that, too. You know? Because that is true. Sometimes I'll say, wait a minute, God, not yet. yet. But, 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 but I'll get there. <laughs> Absolutely. Or in our darkest times, I have actually, um, I, I think that's why I could say that, was that I've actually, like, I say I was in shallow water. And mm-hmm. I had a terrible time about 17 years into marriage, like a lot of people have, right? Mm-hmm. And the point was that I got mad at God. You know, I did my little fist thing. I go to church every Sunday. I take my kids there. Uh, you know, I quoted back all the things I did, almost like the rich young ruler was doing. Mm. Because I thought, you know, why would you let me go through this darkness? And it right. was a really hard, it was probably one of the worst darknesses I've ever been through. Mm. And, um, you know, but God was right there. And um, I'll tell you about another one later, right before we close the program. Yes. And 
I didn't do that anymore because I was in the deep water then. So maybe if you're in the shallow water, it's okay. God's a big God. He can take it. Oh, my goodness. Friends, we only have 12 minutes left with Linda Chandler. (laughs) We are going to come back to Love Talk with our beautiful guest, Linda. We're going to hear more about why, what's so good about Good Friday. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I don't know if it will be a pretty bow, but it will wrap it up when we return to Love Talk. Welcome back to Love Talk here in studio. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with Marlene McMichael, the beautiful, talented Marlene McMichael. And our good, good friend, Reverend Linda Chandler, we are so grateful that Linda is back with us today. I'm having a blast just soaking up all of Linda's knowledge. I just I, I just can't get enough of it. Linda, you know, our program title today is What's So Good About Good Friday? We've just been diving into the scripture. And, you know, I would I would encourage you listening friends to go to the book of John there's so many great examples of the goodness of God in the book of John. Um, and before we dive back in, I would be remiss if I did not mention all the ways that you can find us on Love Talk as well as our Governor's Prayer Breakfast that's coming up. May the 1st, friends, um, the Governor's Prayer Breakfast at Kalahari Resorts in uh, Round Rock. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. It does start early, but it is worth it. And if you go to our archives, you can find our latest program with Nick Vujicic. Um, and he is going to be our guest speaker at the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, Life Without Limbs. And um, this is a man that was born with no arms and no legs and is preaching the word of the Lord in his um, converting people to see the beauty of God's love every single day. Um, he says, if a man, if God wouldn't do a miracle and give him arms and legs, then he can be, then he can show God's miracle to others. And he, he can be, he, he can be the he miracle. He can be the miracle. Yeah. And he, cer- he certainly has been. And he He's certainly just... has been. And Linda is on the, are you on the board of directors, Linda? Yeah. For the National well, Day of, for the uh, right, right. National I'm, Day of I'm the recording secretary. Uh, well, I'm girl, that's, that's important. I'm the scribe. That's just important. To keep us on. And I, I got to, I got to hear Nick Bushy. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sorry, Nick. Uh, years ago when he came, he, he's come one right. other time mm-hmm. and he is phenomenal. He's amazing. Phenomenal. And it'll just give you food for thought. And I mean, it, this is, you take somebody and you say, well, his life wasn't good, but look what God what has God done. God has done with and it. And he's brought God so much glory with his life. So much glory. And friends, <coughs> you can find that episode that we had with, with Nick um, on our podcast. You can go to any medium for your podcast, Apple or Spotify, and just type in the words Love Talk. All one word, Love Talk Network. There we are. We'll pop up. Kathy, Marlene, and I are bright, shiny faces. And you can listen to all of our episodes. And listening friends, you'll be able to find this episode on our podcast in the next couple of days as well um, with uh, Linda Chandler and what is so good about Good Friday. You know, Linda, we've been talking about Scripture and just that Jesus always points us back to God. The goodness of God. The goodness. Only God is good. Um, And knowing what he had to go through, he's still pointing everybody back to to the goodness of God. The goodness of God, yes. That's that's pretty amazing. Well, I think that really Jesus is... Good Friday's gift. It's the best gift we've ever been given. And it was it was yeah, like right? unwrapped or broken open. Because we say on the cross, he was broken open for yeah. us. So he was broken up so that we might receive God's holy presence within us. Because when we believe in the resurrection, or, or when we believe in the death and resurrection, that, that God can take something that was dead, resurrect it into something new, then the darkest times he can resurrect what was painful and horrible um, and not, and he can bring it out into good. So, Linda, you have, um, you've walked through darkness several times in your life, and I know you wanted to tell our listeners about a particular time. Well, I want to show how, it, okay, so 12 years ago, um, my son was murdered, my oldest son, um, and um, it had to do with the um, drug world. But he had cleaned up, and he had just changed his whole life totally around. 
his two brothers had just we had celebrated a, a great Christmas mm-hmm. with him, and they had never seen their brother like this because he had a 15-year drug problem. Wow. And um, so anyway, he just everything was going. He was working and everything, and then one day the police showed up at the uh, my church and just said, "We found your son dead today," and he was mm-hmm. somewhere that um, anyway. It's it's a cold case today, but the oh, uh, oh yeah oh, the um, the judge um, that presided over the death, uh, um, <clears throat> Judge Edna Stout, said this is not an accidental thing or whatever, mm. and there was just a lot of proof there. But that anyway, it doesn't matter at this point to me because I've forgiven the perpetrator. I already know, um, but whether or not jail happens it doesn't matter mm-hmm. okay so that's not what this story is about what i want to tell you about the story is it was my son jared mm-hmm. and um i i had a supernatural experience of of god showing me he was in heaven and that's not even where the story is the story is that i asked god because jared was only 30 years old i said mm-hmm. he had no where, where's his legacy where's what he's done you know i i just after that, there was the worst devastation. I, nobody in our family had ever been murdered or stuff like that. You know, yeah. it was just devastating. And so I asked God, I said, then, you know what, Lord, let Jared touch the souls of men. Let, let, anyway. And I ended up and I taught for several years in a, 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 a men's program for men coming out of uh, alcohol or drug oh, addiction wow. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But 12 years later, <clears throat> well, really, when first it started a year ago, uh, I was just uh, called to be um, going with a friend that was uh, a worship leader, and she was playing at a retreat. And so we had dinner with the ladies that were there. There was about 30 ladies. And um, after the uh, – we were just there for a couple of hours. They asked me to come, and um, I'm, my friend did, uh, her name Candy, and she asked me, she said, Linda, there's a lady here and her son – is homeless, and he's been homeless in Austin for 20-something years. Mm. He's a, he has a drug problem, and I know that you understand about that. Could you just go pray with her? Mm. So I said, sure, sure. So I went, and I spent 15 minutes with this woman, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. And, and you know, I told her that I, the church I had, mostly that's what I worked with, it's drug drug use and prostitutes and things like that. And so I said, well, if your son ever comes out, Here's a place he needs to go to, um, which is Oak Ridge Discipleship House. I always want to talk about that because they turned his whole life because they disciple. Forget rehab. This is you can go with alcohol, drug problems. It's Mm -hmm. only for men. You can Google it. So I told her, I said, if he ever comes out, if he ever comes off the street, you need to get him to this place. And so then we just I did a prayer with her. I just, you know, boldly prayed. I said, Lord, what you were able to do with Jared. Um, I I didn't talk about his life a whole lot, but I said, you know, you can do for Andy. And I'm going to say his name, Andy. And so anyway, I left and I probably prayed for Andy for the next month or just Lord help him wherever he is out there. And um, anyway, six months later, I went back and the woman told me. Um, she didn't couldn't remember my name. She just knew it was Linda that worked with homeless people in Austin, and that she and that you prayed and that, with her, and that I prayed with her. Her son had gone to prison and gotten picked up, and he was in prison. And so she was telling this at because the next retreat in last September I went to because God told me to go to that retreat wow. and just get my head together some other stuff. You know, just a one woman's retreat. Yeah. So this woman was there, and she starts telling the story of her son, Andy, and she didn't realize I was on the retreat. And she says, but some woman told me and prayed with me when I was here in February, and she said, um, but I couldn't remember. I just knew her name was like Linda, and she said, but she gave me the name of this place, and so I, I, I couldn't even remember the name of the place, and I just started praying. And in the middle of the night, the Lord said, Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge Discipleship House, like the Oak Ridge Boys, Jerry. <laughs> and so she she did, and they gave it as they were trying to get him into that. And so the, the woman that puts this together, Sarah Thurman, she said, Linda is here. Did you jump up and say, that's me? No, but she's, they pointed to me. And so they said, would you come and pray that Andy would get, that the courts would listen? So the end of this story is that I prayed then. We prayed mightily for Andy. And when I, w- I went again to the retreat and took my daughter-in-law, because they're such good retreats, and it, on the day that was the 12th, 
I don't I don't know what you call them day that he went to heaven. Yeah. Okay, the, the twelve years mm-hmm. she announced that Andy had gone. Not he went to a sister a community called Interfaith that's exactly like Oak Ridge. They're connected, and he had completed his uh, eight months. And that he had totally given his life to the Lord. He was now in transitional housing and has two jobs. And mm-hmm. it's a miracle story. It's this guy miracle. was on the streets for 20 years. It's a miracle story. And it's because mm-hmm. of Jared. Amen. It's a because of Jared's story. I don't even know that he knows Jared's story, but I do. And pointing the lady to God. Exactly. Oh, but it Linda. was how could it happen that it would be on, on the that day. day, which is March twenty fourth. Oh, so just that we got last the announcement. Week, she got up ago. and said, "I want to tell everybody what's happened with Andy." Oh, Linda. Oh, Linda. Friends, see how good God is. Our God is good. In our darkest times, He's there with us. And I, I'm going to pull out my notes here. Um, as Linda has said, you know, Jesus is the best in our darkest times and sometimes you have to touch the darkness to understand the light that proves God's love you know Jesus came to earth fully God and fully man and lived a life that we could never live and died a death for us for you for me for all of us and was raised again on the third day friends My prayer for you this week during Holy Week is that you would observe Holy Week, that this week would be a week to reflect, to focus on God's goodness for you, and to pray for it, friends. We've had a program um, that Marlene brought us, um, Audacious Prayers. Mm. Illegal Prayers. Illegal Prayers. I love it. And you can find that (laughs) on our podcast, friends. We love you here at Love Talk. And if you want to contact us, find us um, on find us on all the socials. You can go to uh, Instagram, Love Talk Radio, Facebook, Love Talk Radio. Our archives are online at Love Talk Network. I mean, you can find us everywhere. And our podcast, Love Talk Network. Friends, we love you. For Marlene McMichael, our good friend, Reverend Linda Chandler, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.